Welcome to this green church. We're a Christian community on a mission to raise saviors, believers that are righteous and supernatural, to succeed, lead, and have transformational societal impact. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. and Wednesday at 6 p.m. to be a part of this amazing service. Be blessed as you listen. So this morning, understanding masculinity. All right. So today is International Men's Day. All right. You know, it's amazing how people just casually just gloss over um, International Men's Day or Father's Day, right? It's almost as if, you know, only women and um, mothers deserve to be appreciated and celebrated, right? I know. I know that mothers really deserve it. Women deserve to be celebrated. You know, I know that being, being a mother is hard. Yeah. I know being a parent, being a, being a woman is hard. And being a mother is even harder. I, I get it. I, I, I appreciate it so much. I love my mother and I appreciate her a lot, right? But here, um, I'm yet to see a man that thinks being a man is easy. Mm, I don't think being a man is easy, okay? You know, um, when I look through my experiences as a father, as a husband, I don't think my life is easy, okay? But now, let me say something. That today's first lesson is this. Stop competing with your partner. Telling yourself it is harder to be you than it is to be them. Mm. You know, that it's more difficult being me, you know, being a father or being a mother than it is being you, all right? Even if you think it is true, it doesn't help your relationship. Now, it only serves to build, um, to kill appreciation and build resentment, okay? Because you'll, be, you'll find it hard. Appreciation, where there's no affirmation, love begins to dwindle out, okay? Love is on its way out, all right? In Philippians 2, 1 to 11, let's go there. Philippians 2, from verse 1 to 11. Philippians 2, 1 to 11. Philippians 2, 1 to 11. Let me read the NIV as we always do. He says, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Verse 3 is the most important, most important part. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, Value others above yourself. Verse 4. Not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. Do you see that? He's saying, you know, if you want to build strong relationships where you are united, of one mind and of one spirit, you must value your partner, other people, more than yourself, such that you put a premium on their welfare. You look out for their best interests. So it means in this kind of environment, you can't be competing because you are valuing your partner more than yourself. 
Now, the way this works in marriage is this, that when, when the husband, you know, values, the, his, values his wife above himself, okay, and his wife values him above herself, they have a premium marriage. Mm, that we should not be competing and saying, okay, eh, I'm doing what you're doing. You know, you're not doing enough and all that kind of stuff. That rather, say they breach your partner. Say they breach to our efforts. Okay? Um, outdo each other in doing good. Yeah. That if at all there'll be competition, it should be you trying to even do better. Yeah. That's how it works. In this kind of situation, there will not be resentment. There will not be um, lack of affirmation, lack of appreciation because you are looking towards your partner's best welfare. This is how the ideal marriage should be. Husband trying to outserve the wife. Wife trying to outserve the husband. So in this way, we don't struggle to say, to, to, to say thank you. Alright, so if, the first lesson is this. Okay, don't compete your partner. You know, don't compete you know, male versus female. Uh, one is victim, one is aggressor. Uh, one is the good one, is the bad one. It does not help our relationships. It doesn't help our families. Mm-hmm. We have to deliberately. I know there's some. I know there's some truth in these things, right? But there are, let's call it facts. There's you know, there's some facts to it, right? But there are some unhealthy facts that don't help us build strong relationships. So I admonish you and your relationship with men. Stop, kill that competition switch in your brain. I mean, I'm suffering. Is enjoying, you know, uh, I'm the woman. And when asked, I'm going to ask to get pregnant. I'm going to ask to, um, you know, push the baby out. I'm going to ask to go through the monthly cycle and all that. You know, what do men go through? It does not help your marriage. When the man says, you know, I'm always the one. I'm the sole provider of the home. I'm the primary provider. I'm the body bearer. I'm the leader. It's too hard. She's just enjoying. She's burning. Mm. Stop competing. Rather, serve each other. What if you are the one that, is, that, that has a lot more to do? Yeah. What, what, you know, I know, I, I get the natural part of it, right? But the way God sees this thing is this, that leadership is service. So what if in this phase of life, you know, there's more on me as the male or her as the female than on the partner? What if and so? Okay. You know, if you are both working together, building your own, you should have joy serving your own, okay? I, I, I get it, okay? But this, this is the only way you can see it that will make you happy. That my sacrifice is for my family, my sacrifice for my husband, for my wife. And we both are one. So in doing this, in, in doing the sacrifice, I'm doing it for myself because we are the two has become one, all right? So, what, what, what my, so my point is this. Celebrate your partner. Okay, he or she might not be all there yet, but right now is the best time to celebrate your partner. Don't wait till they have it all figured out. You know, by then everybody celebrates them. So, what's the point? Okay, celebrate your partner now. Amen. Okay, yeah. So back to my initial point, right? Men need appreciation. Just as much as women need appreciation. Okay? If men really had it easy, why are more men dying from suicide and not failure? Hmm? Why are women 
you know, expected to live much longer than men. If the life of a man is easy, why are men, you know, why, why do we hear more of someone's grand, grandfather dying, someone's father passing, you know, suicide, heart attack, heart failure, he was sick and all that. It's because, okay, maybe, maybe, you know, we are not understanding this gender and caring for this gender properly. Maybe this gender itself mis misunderstands itself and thus puts itself at danger, okay, of unhappiness and sometimes broken relationships and early deaths, okay? Why are there more men in gangs and in prisons, okay? Why are there more absentee fathers and absentee mothers? It shows there's something that needs to be done that we need to pay attention to, all right? So, I had someone that transitioned from, from female to male, and she was then surprised, or he was surprised, okay, at how cold it is out there for a man. Mm. Less intimacy, less hugs, um, less help, lack of validation, you know, when you're vulnerable, people don't send you, you know. It's like most people don't actually send you a man, okay, most people don't send men, even men. Don't really send men, okay? When a man cries, they tell a man to man up. When a man cries, everybody's shaking and say sorry. When a man, when a man cries, even men will tell the man, why are you crying? You man, man up, men don't cry. So she was shocked at how cold it is out there for a man. How it is much easier for a woman to get help than for a man to get help. You know, men learn unconsciously that it is cold out there for a man. You know, that feeling of when you see, when you see your sister get help and you ask for the same help and they tell you no just quickly get it that bro you're a man and you know nobody's coming to save you you know that that's that's that thought pattern comes quickly as we begin to grow you know older as a man rightly or wrongly right so men begin to unconsciously learn that they have to work and perform to earn anything mm. you realize that you know rightly or wrongly it seems as though only your parents especially your mother can love you unconditionally that everybody else expects you to perform to be validated or to be loved mm. men learn men they begin to struggle to ask for help or to express need and vulnerability so with this, it seems glaring that something is broken in our world, and much so with, with regards to masculinity. And when masculinity is broken, when masculinity is broken or misunderstood, it has direct consequences on women and children. You know, it leads to abuse, physical and physical and sexual. It leads to broken hearts, broken homes. You know, and that has trickle effects on the world you know, at large. So I see many talk shows and conferences addressing the needs of women. Yeah, you know, I hope we know that when we care for women without caring for men, you know, we can only go so far in making our world better because who will marry the women we prepared? Is it the men that we did not prepare? Okay, so we have to begin to holistically look at society and how we can address the needs of, you know, both genders and build a better world for ourselves. So with this in mind, let's begin to talk about masculinity 
Okay, let's see how we can cover it today and next week. All right, good, awesome. So then, who is a man? Who is a man? This is from a dictionary, okay? That it talks about, you know, a person with a combination of sex characteristics, commonly including X and Y chromosomes, chromosome pairing in the cell nuclei, okay? A penis, a scrotum, and testicles, okay? And facial hair developed at puberty. Right? Okay. Okay, let's see. What do people associate with masculinity? What do people associate with masculinity? Okay, when you ask people about masculinity, what will be their common feedback? People will say toughness. Alright? People will say strength. What else? Help me. What else? Independence. Um, someone will say lack of emotional needs. Yeah, tough guy. Some will say lack of vulnerability. Some will say sexual dominance. Another will say provider and sponsor. Protector. Leader. Having it all figured out. Now, rightly or wrongly, all this just screams pressure. Pressure. That the world expects a man to be tough. To be strong. Okay? To be independent. To lack, to, to, to not necessarily, it looks like they don't think we should have emotional needs. Okay? They don't think we should be vulnerable. People say every time men should be more vulnerable. But in real life, I don't see many people that know how to care for a man when a man is vulnerable. Most times, people almost, just, almost, almost make you regret vulnerability. You almost regret being vulnerable because most times, people just don't send you. Okay? They don't, they don't, they don't. Yeah. Alright? Provider and sponsor. You know, pressure. You know, to, the pressure to keep on, to keep on earning. You know, to keep on earning more. And I watch today with the inflation and all that. You know, the pressure is a lot. All right, protector. Even me, I need protection. Okay, protector, leader. Okay, having it all figured out. This screams pressure. And many times, this is where relationships go to die. So. When you met your guy, you were best friends, you were all cool, you were cool, you were friends, there was no problem. You now, you now became boyfriend, or even worse, he became husband, and suddenly, he begins to feel the weight of the role, the pressure of the role, and suddenly, he goes from the boyfriend, from the from the vulnerable friend, but even vulnerable boyfriend, and suddenly just looks like, it begins to change a little. So there's a change from, from friend to boyfriend, boyfriend to husband, that happens to many guys. Okay, the, the weight of the road, the pressure of the road just don't on you. The feeling like the feeling of everything depends on you. The feeling of the woman in my life expecting to have it all figured out to solve her problems. Okay, and that is that's a lot of pressure that then begins to affect the friendship. Okay, because now you know it's putting much attention and energy on being a problem solver and provider because it feels like that is what you really want. Okay. And this thing has been this this has developed, you know, many develop over time. Okay, when 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 your reactions as a partner begins to look like, I expect you to have it all figured out. So that makes men unconsciously begin to even withdraw even more because if I then open up to you, you that expect me to have it all figured out, I and, and I'll show you, I'm not all put together. I have weaknesses. All right. How will you take it? Okay. Yeah. How will you take it? So that makes it hard to share. 
because many men feel the world expects perfection from them. Yeah. You know, it's dangerous when we take when we take truth to the extreme. In 1 Peter 3 7, Peter called Peter told men to handle their women with women and the patients because they are the weaker vessel. Hmm. Now, by saying the women are the weaker vessel, you know they did not say the men are the super strong vessel. People have read that to mean women are weak, men are strong. Possibly it should mean men are weak and perhaps women are weaker. That inherent in both genders are strengths and weaknesses because we are human. That the man is also weak just as he is strong. Alright? So when we begin to see it this way, we need to then begin to acknowledge that a man too has weakness. He's not God. He is a man in the flesh. So that means he has inherent weaknesses because he is human. Alright? That should even help the man to reduce the pressure. We are not told that. We are awesome, right? But we know that we as men, we have our weaknesses. You don't have it all figured out. Okay, can they want begin to understand that being a man doesn't mean being a husband doesn't mean I have it all figured out. Being a partner, it, it feels like the world forgives the world forgives women of not have, not having to figure out. But it looks like the world does not forgive fathers, husbands of of weakness. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So knowing that you have you are not all you, you are strong and you are also weak as a man, it makes it clear that the way women need help is also how men need help. The way women need validation and affirmation is also how men need validation and affirmation. Alright? So men tend to just soldier on, ignoring their physical health, mental and spiritual health. Yeah. Men rarely ask for help and receive care. Men ignore their physical, mental and spiritual health, ill health symptoms, okay? Till they absolutely break down. They don't even share. They keep going to the knockout. Why? Because they feel like the demands of life and caring for their loved ones and the training they receive growing up, they train to be tough. Okay? Demands that they keep on going. So they keep going. And this is why many men die early. It's why many men commit suicide. It's why many men leave their homes because they don't treat the symptoms until they break down. So a man can be unhappy in a relationship, but he keeps doing his duties. Okay? He keeps and he really talks because it feels like if I talk, do not get me. So he just keeps going. Then, then one day it now dawns on him. I'm suffering. I'm tired, and he just packs up and he leaves, and they cannot find him. Okay, it's because you know men have not learned or don't feel like the world expects them to be open and vulnerable about how they feel. So today, I want to tell men that you are a human being. Man, you are a human being. You are strong and you are weak. The same way women need the same way women and children need care, affirmation, and help, so also do you. Is it not interesting that the first thing God gave man after work is help? A helper. God was declaring early to man that man, you need help to do life. It is not good. For man to be alone. That as a man, you will need help 
you know, that it's not good for you to be alone. You need to allow somebody into your life. Allow people into your life in a way that they can see you for who you really are. Naked and not ashamed. You have to open up. Alright? So, what will you do with this help? Some people ignore the help. Some people mistreat the help. What if you, you know, you share your life and emotions and receive the help you need? Alright? Some men are married and still alone. Why? They don't know how to receive help. Mm? And the people, around, the people around them also are not used to men needing help. So they don't know how to relate to men. Okay? So the man just dies in, in silence because people don't know how to relate to when he asks for help. So he just keeps quiet. In 2 Samuel 6, yeah, David danced before the Lord. Okay? He was vulnerable. He was expressive. He was all out there. You know David now, very expressive, very vulnerable guy. He's out there. He's real. David is a modern man. Okay, David had his flaws, but yeah, he also came back. So it makes David a solid man. Even God called David a man after my heart. So he's probably a good model in many things. Okay, even though he had many failures. Yeah, but yeah, who doesn't have failures? No, David's failure is actually mega bad. But you, you, you get, you, you, you get my point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in Second Samuel 6, David does before God and Micah, his wife, mocked him and said, How could you, David, you know, how could you, David, dance in such an embarrassing way before slave girls? How could you dance like that before slave girls? Okay? Yeah. So you see the problem here. A man is expressive and vulnerable and people in his life, his closest loved ones tell him, you're a man, you're a king. Men don't cry. Men, you know, man up. You know, and so, you know, so suddenly the man just knows to shut down. So what did David do? That was the end of their relationship. David, David never again went into Micah so that Micah died barren. Okay? Yeah, or Micah never had any child for David. Why? She mocked his vulnerability. So also, when we don't be the environment that, that encourages men to be vulnerable, okay, men will lock up. If you want the men in your life to be vulnerable, okay, when they express themselves, don't shut it down by defending yourself. You know, when, when, when a man talks about how he feels, don't be quick to counter it or defend yourself, okay? Or mock his thoughts, okay? You, you, already, you already find it hard to talk. So don't make it worse by, by, by countering or not just not validating or listening to it, okay? If it's also yet to open up, if your man is yet to open up, don't force it by nagging. Don't force it. The more you, the nagging just puts more pressure on on a, on a, on, a already, on an already pressured situation. What should you do? Build trust instead. The truth is there. Uh, it might take a while, but it works. I know. I know by experience that you know when you build trust, men will share. All right. Everybody longs to share. Okay. 
Yeah. And when the pressure is hot, you will share with somebody. Okay. What you can do is to deliberately build trust so that, you know, when your man is ready to share, um, he shares with you. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So don't put pressure on your man to be more, to open up his heart. Okay. Usually, you know, a man opens up gradually. So how are you? He says, fine. Now, the way you say define, you will know that there's more to it. Okay? Um, don't force it out. You can ask, do you want to talk? And you'll likely say, maybe later. Yeah. You will now come back after four days to begin to talk. If you have built trust, if he trusts you. But if you are pressuring, talk now, you don't talk. Talk now, you don't talk. You just ruin the entire thing. All right? Yeah, good. All right? Sometimes men also lock up to protect their loved ones. All right? The feeling of, if I share, will he or she be able to take the pressure? If I share with her and I show her that, that, that I don't have it all figured out, the way she expects me to, how will she undo it? Mm. If I show her my vulnerability, she expects me as man to be perfect. Okay? Rightly or wrongly, so many men feel like that. Okay? Can she undo my, my vulnerability if I show her exactly what I am? Okay? My thoughts, my issues with finance, you know, with um, sexuality, my issues with um, life in general, the pressures of masculinity and all that. Can she take it? Alright? Yeah. So, is why we must um, deliberately cultivate environments of trust and support. The more I trust you to take me as I am, the more I can reveal me as I am to you. Alright? Yeah. That said, right, I want to encourage you to share and ask for help. Yeah. Sharing is a good way to develop strong relationships. By sharing, we build intimacy, strong bonds. See, the people you share with are the people that have your heart. Hmm? The people you share with are the people that really have your heart. So, to build strong relationships as men in relationships and marriages, I encourage you to cultivate sharing with your partner. Alright? Share with people. Even, even if your partner uh, doesn't take it well. It's a process, okay, that can, that can only get better by communication. Don't forget, no, no one was born a husband or a wife. We are all a work in progress. We are all learning this job, you know, in practice. All right? So, share. Ask for help. The one who asks receives. Okay? The one, Matthew 7, 7, 7 to 8. The one that asks is the one that receives. So, practice asking for help. All right? Yeah, you might get a few no's, but you get yes, you, you also get yeses. And that, you know, really helps. All right? So, who should you ask for help? Ask trusted friends. You know, the way David had Jonathan. Build strong friendships. Okay? With like-minded brothers. Bible says, Bible says 1 Samuel 18, 1 that David loved Jonathan like he loved himself. They had such deep friendship, okay? So, deliberately cultivate strong friendships, okay, with men like you 
with like-minded people, especially in church. Okay, church is the best place to build strong relationships. Now, some, some people in church don't have sense, but many actually have sense, okay? And you can develop strong friendships with like-minded people in church. All right? You know, Proverbs 24, Proverbs 18.24, it says, The one who wants to have friends must show himself friendly. Mm? So, to make, to make friends the kind of friends you want, become the kind of friends you want to have in your life. Check up on people. All right? Greet people. You know, I went to university, you know, then I would just greet my last hundred level. I just greet my guest from afar. Hey, what's up, Baba? And I'll just move on. Right? So, one guy told, called me and said that, you know, I don't know how to greet boys. That the way I greet boys, I don't form, I don't form connections like that. That if, if you want to greet a man properly, it's a way to greet a man, okay? So the guy taught me to shake hands and shoulder bump in a way that, okay, you know, like I took time to greet you. That's the point. That, that, was, that was the conversation. To take time to greet people. So he taught me to shake and to fist bump as and to um, shoulder bump. That, 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 it makes, that it makes men feel well, well greeted. Maybe try that at also. <laughs> but the point is this, okay? Show yourself friendly. Check up on people. So we know it is cold out there for a man. Won't it be cute if men are there for men? If you call your fellow guy in the in the brothers group, please we have a men's group which everybody should join right now. So PD Amara Chinedu, make sure every man in TGC is in that group. Preferably, I think the group should, from, should go from Telegram to WhatsApp where people are, and it should be done today. All right. Make new friends. Check out on people. If it's, if it's cold out there for men, can men in church build for each other a safe community where we can be real, share, love, be vulnerable? Where so can check up on me without needing anything from me? To just say, Chinedu, how far are you doing? You know, say, I love you. I got your back. Okay? Chinedu, don't worry. You'll be fine. Things will work. You'll be happy. God is for you. God is not against you. Okay? You go there right, Abby. Love you, Baba. Safe. You know, those kind of calls can make your day. Do it for somebody else. Don't make it, don't just do it for, for, for someone do it for you. Go and do it for somebody else. Check up on somebody. Love up on them. Pray for them. Go to their houses. Okay? Develop strong relationships where you can be vulnerable and real. Alright? Number two. Who to ask for help number two? Who to ask for help number two? Mentors. You should have mentors. Don't do life alone. Have mentors that you can trust and be vulnerable with and ask for counsel. Okay? Proverbs 11, 14. 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 Are we there? Okay. NIV says, for lack of guidance, a nation falls, but victory is won through many advisors. NKJV says, where there is no counsel, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Okay? You should have people in your life for, that, can, that can ask questions about marriage, about finance, about career. People you can call for help and say, bro, 
I need help figuring this out. Baba, help me. Okay? Me, I have men in my life, older men, that I reach out to for counsel. Okay? I have, you know, Pastor Tola CD, former pastor in this, that I have Pastor Your Daniels. Okay? I have Pastor Beiru. I have Pastor Gideon. You see? I have Pastor Shonla Doku. I have people in my corner. I have, I have day. People in my corner that are older than I am, more experienced that I reach out to for help. Okay? Don't don't try to do life on your own. Reach out for help, okay? Get help from people. Have people in your corner that you can reach out to for for counsel. Have mentors. Have counselors. Okay? Proverbs 4, 2022. Proverbs 4, 20 to 22. Proverbs 4. You know, if you can, have a, you know, now you, you can have many tutors, right? If, if you can, have a father over your life. Mm-hmm. It could be as your pastor. It could be, I don't know, <laughs> right? But yeah, have somebody that you attach to. Okay, someone that is thinking about your welfare. Now, when the church becomes large, of course, not, not everybody can reach out to pastor as the uh, counselor or mentor. Okay, it now becomes far mentorship through books, through the preaching and all that. But yeah, even in those churches, there are still men, cell leaders, you know, unit leaders, my, married elders that you can still reach out to and develop close bonds with. All right, Proverbs 4 from 20 to 24. It says, My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Look at this. So the words of a father to a son. Now, ideally, ideally, our physical fathers also ought to be spiritual fathers that raised children, that raised children in the way and manner of the Lord, that raised balanced men. But it seems as though our physical fathers don't talk about everything. Just, just expect to figure stuff out. They don't have, you know, deep converse with us, okay? But that should be the way to that, that, that ought to be how it should be. So I admonish you too, that when you have your children, okay, or the children you have right now, um, have conversations with them as they grow. Talk about money, about marriage, about sex, about leadership, be the first to teach your son about sex. If you can, you must. No, you must do it. Be the first to teach your sons about money, about leadership, about sex, about marriage, and all that. Alright? So now, if your father did not do that for you, eh, get close to somebody that can do it for you. Okay? Seek help. Okay? Have a father figure. Okay? Have a mother figure. Have mentors, have a pastor, it helps. Alright? Okay? Number three, the person to ask for help. Ask your partner for help. Mm-hmm. This is the woman, your wife is the woman, is the person you are one with. So you so you need to be you need to be able to be emotionally naked before her and not ashamed. Okay? I know men don't mind me physically naked with a woman. Not physical physical nakedness is easy for you because you want to have sex. But what about becoming emotionally naked to your partner what about letting let your partner see your emotions for what they are your vulnerability your need hmm? be real with your partner in Genesis 2 18 God said it is not good 
for man to be alone. So I will make I will make him an helper that is suitable for him. Look at that. So God was saying that I will, that this man should not be alone. This man needs a woman. Help needs help in his life. So God thought about and said, "We do well with a woman. So make sure you maximize the help from the woman." So, so this help is not in merely cooking and cleaning. Mm, it's not immediate. I don't know. It's just ridiculous. We have, talk, we have a lot of argument about who should cook, who should clean. Those are not the biggest issues in marriage. I, I don't think those are the biggest needs in marriage. They are real needs, they are real, real conversations, but they are more important things than who will cook, who will clean. Mm? Can you begin to get, you know, emotional support from your partner? Can you begin to actually um, be open with her such that, you know, she sees you for who you are, you know, and can help you in your time of need. I feel like the emotional needs are much stronger than the physical needs. And usually, this is important, men will tilt towards the person that provides their emotional support. Let me say it again. Everyone will develop strong bonds with whoever is providing their emotional support. And common sense says if you don't want to die, the person should be your wife, right? So you don't walk right into trouble because many times the heart goes first before the body. Mm. The emotions go first before the body and where the emotions go, the body will eventually go. Let me say it again. Where the emotions go or to whom the emotions go, the body will eventually go. So protect your marriage, protect your relationship by, you know, Marriage, not relationship, marriage, marriage, go and marry everybody. Protect your marriage by deliberately cultivating the intimacy of being open with your partner emotionally. Alright? Yes, she, she might make mistakes. Yeah, she will make mistakes trying to understand you. She will make several mistakes trying to understand you. But we all learn. We will learn by 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 learning through the mistakes. Okay? So just keep going and we get better. Where, where the goof is a lot, six, come, come to counselor. You might put yourself to me and we'll tidy it up, right? But yeah, don't don't let the don't let a failure, don't let a failure, you know, in in understanding you when you are vulnerable, make you completely completely shut down, being vulnerable to her. Before forgive her mistake, forgive, forgive people, let it go. Okay, give people another chance, okay. So that they can, so we can all learn and have stronger relationships. Good. All right. 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 Ask God for help. Ask God for help. This is important. Okay. You cannot do life by yourself. Cultivate leaning on the help of God. Hebrews thirteen, five to six. Hebrews thirteen, five to six. Hebrews. 13, 5 to 6. Hebrews 13, 5 to 6. Are we there? Are we there? It says, keep yourself, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So we may say with confidence. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Look at that. 
I love it so much. God has said, he will never leave me. He will never forsake me. So that I can say with confidence, the Lord is the helper of Toluwa. Come on, what can man do unto me? Look at this. God is promising you, he will never leave you, nor forsake you. He wants you to say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. What can a man do to me? So, you know, own the help of God. Hmm? Have ownership of the help of God. Run to God for help. Over your finances, over your, your habits, when you're struggling with, over your fears, over your joys, run to God. Hmm? Run to God. Cast your cares upon God because he cares for you. Yeah. The burden you carry that is so hard for you. Don't carry it alone. Cast the cares on God. Hmm? Cast the cares on Jesus. Point it out on his feet. Let him know how you feel. You'll be shocked at how much comfort, how much comfort, direction, and support the Holy Ghost can bring to you. Alright. Cast your cares on Jesus because he cares for you. Let God help you. Let God help you. In Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Proverbs 3. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Hold on. Hmm. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. It says, trust in the Lord, not in yourself, with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and it will make your path straight. Hmm. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lead not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Submit to him and he shall direct your path. And he will make your path straight. So call on God for help. Okay? Don't try to figure out life all by yourself. Run to God for help. Run to God for help. Okay, turn to Jesus. Ask for direction. Cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. Come on. Cast your cares upon Jesus because he cares for you. The Bible says in Matthew, in Matthew, Matthew 6, I think, it says, if he close the lilies, if he cares for the bed or for the, for the leaf, which, for the flowers which are here today and gone tomorrow, how much more would it care for you, O oh, you of little faith? Cast your cares on Jesus. God knows your needs. He knows your case, knows your situation. Run to him. Lean in on God. And it's not always about praying the, the, the hardest prayers. Okay, sometimes it's as simple as just saying, God, this morning I receive your help over this and that. Lord Jesus, uh, you know, I, 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 want, I feel afraid right now. I receive your courage. I receive your peace. I receive your boldness. Lord Jesus, the fear of money is, is fear of lack of money is, is, is troubling my heart. Lord Jesus, I receive your help. I receive your faith over fear. Okay? I receive your faith over fear. And I receive continually your power to create wealth. Alright? Run to God for help. Run to God for help. Run to God for help. Ask for help. Alright? Because he cares for you. Alright? Don't try to figure out life by yourself. 
Philippians 4. Philippians 4. Philippians 4. Philippians 4. Philippians 4. Alléluia. Let's start from verse 4. Philippians 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Okay, verse 5. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. Yeah. He says, don't be anxious over anything, but in everything, by prayer, okay, and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Don't allow anxiety. Rejoice. All right? This year must be your rejoicing year. Where, where you feel like crying, turn the, turn, the tears, turn, turn the tears around and turn it to rejoicing. Okay? With, with joy and faith in your heart, present your request to God. Okay? With thanksgiving. Tell God your needs. Tell God your desires. Okay? You know, give God your bodies and receive His peace. He says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind in Jesus' name. So, I pray for you, for everybody in your heart, that this week, you will cultivate casting your cares upon Jesus, and you will receive His peace in the name of Jesus. In your areas of struggle, in your areas of weakness, I pray for you, you receive strength in the name of Jesus. You receive strength, you receive the peace of God over every situation in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, yeah, don't do life alone. Let people in. Let God in. Let people help you. Share your life with people. It can be messy, right? Share, share, share with people can be messy, but it is healthy. Share your pains and your joys. Someone said, we are as sick as our secrets. We are as sick as our secrets. That the things you are keeping close to your chest are making you sick. Yeah. This is, this is such, a, such a solid statement. Okay? The things you are hiding inside while looking tough are eating you up. Receive the help of people around you. Alright? Amen? So, if you are married, alright, do this, do this one task for me, alright? Um, wives, ask your husband. Or, if you are cutting, okay? If you are cutting, ask your partner. How can I make you, ask your, ask your man, how can I make you trust me more so that I can share more? So, 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 how can I make you trust me more so, so that you can share more with me? Let me say it again. Ask your partner, okay? If you are married or you are cutting. Women, ask your men, I mean, how can I make you trust me more so that you can be more vulnerable and open with me? Alright? Men, ask your partners, do you think I open up, open up enough? Alright? Have the conversation without judgment, without anger, so you can both learn 
and be better for each other. This morning I'll be blessed. We will continue from here next week Sunday. I hope you were blessed. So, with that, tell the men in your life you love them. Call your daddy. Forgive your dad. I know he made mistakes. Mm -hmm. But people only do as they know. People do the level of knowledge. What if it, what, what, what if he didn't know enough? What if he was just weak and broke under his own weakness? Can we forgive? Alright, forgive. I know it's hard. But this morning receive, receive God's forgiveness. There's somebody here, your father passed, and you are angry with him for passing. You are angry with him for dying. How could you die? Okay, I pray for you that you receive the healing of God this morning. That this morning God does a work of healing in your heart, a work of cleansing, a work of healing in the name of Jesus. I pray for everyone listening to you right now, carrying thoughts over father and parenting. I pray for you healing. Dear Holy Spirit, heal those broken hearts. Heal those hearts. Mend those broken hearts. Send them love in their area of need. In the name of Jesus, I pray for every man in the house. This this man thing, this fatherhood parenting, you know, husbanding thing, you will do it right. I pray for you. Receive the help required to be a proper man. To be a woman, to be a respectable man, to be an awesome guy, the man, the one that God will be happy with, the one that, that, that will raise his children well, that will love his partner well, and the one that will serve his society well. In the name of Jesus, I pray for you, man, woman, that you will bring more into your world than you than you take from your world. Again, listen to me. I pray that you put more value into the world than you take from the world. In the name of Jesus, I pray for you. You are a person of value. You are a person of profits. You are a person of influence. In the name of Jesus, amen. So once again, call the men in your life. Tell them thank you. Hmm? Practice saying thank you to the men in your life. Daddy, thank you for staying. The one that left, thank you all the same. I don't know. Just, just find some. Just find something to say thank you. Find a find something to say thank you for. Thank you for betting me. Just, I know that if we think deeply, we'll find a reason to say thank you. Okay? What if the what if the man left? Okay, fine. What about the men that stayed in your life? What about your grandpa? Your grandpa? What about your uncles that stayed there, that helped you, that were there for you, that protected you, that counseled you? Tell the men in your life today, the men, thank you. Alright? Tell your father thank you. Tell your grandpa thank you. Tell your uncle thank you. Tell your boyfriend thank you. Okay? Find something to be thankful for today and celebrate the men in your life. And for the ones that left, pray for them. Okay? Even if you cannot thank them, you can bless them. Alright? Yeah. Awesome. So we continue from here next week. Have a fantastic We hope you were blessed by that sermon. Chance to growth and global impact. Feel free to contact us via our social media platform at This Green Church. And do join us every Sunday by 9am and Wednesday by 6pm to be a part of our family. Remember, you are that Savior. You are light and life to your world.